Welcome to the Citizenship Lab podcast, a podcast where Citizenship Lab students bring together their knowledge and experiences of finding their way in Durham. The Citizenship Lab is a community-based collaboration to understand the challenges of global migration and foster the active citizenship that makes community change possible. My name is John Benhart, and in this episode, we explore what it means to come into Durham Public Schools as a young person not born in the U.S. and make it through all the way to high school graduation. To guide our exploration, our team of past and present DPS students and Duke students relied on our own experiences and also consulted with Pablo Friedman of the Multilingual Resource Center at DPS. We chose to focus on the challenges newcomers face, strategies that can help newcomers learn English and make friends, and what in DPS works well and what doesn't. To find answers, our interviewing team of Emmanuel, who is a senior at Jordan High School and also a newcomer, Lila and Michaela, who are both Duke undergraduates, and I, the Keenan Refugee Project Fellow, called up four newcomers during the coronavirus shutdown. My name is Miriam Altikafi. Miriam came to the U.S. in 2010 and is originally from Iraq. She's now a senior at Jordan High School. Uh, my name is Mustafa Mohammed. Mustafa came to the U.S. in 2010 and is also from Iraq. He graduated from Riverside High School in 2017 and is currently a student at Durham Tech. Hi, I'm Ikra. Ikra came to the U.S. in 2018 and is originally from Pakistan. She graduated from Jordan High School in 2019 and is now at Durham Tech. And my name is Safi. Safi is originally from the DRC and came to the U.S. in 2015. She graduated from Riverside High School in 2018 and is now at Durham Tech. We've organized these four newcomers' thoughts around five themes that trace through the path of a newcomer in DPS. Two Duke students who lead the podcast team will guide us through this episode. Andrew and Michaela are both juniors at Duke. Here's Michaela to start us off. Coming to DPS. For newcomers, the challenges begin on the first day. They enter into a school that can be very different from the ones they've known in their home countries. The experience can be surprising and confusing and requires students to adapt very quickly. Here's Emmanuel, asking our interviewees how they would explain high school to another newcomer. So I have a question. How would you describe your high school to someone who just got in the, to the U.S.? Uh, great question. Uh, I will say it's going to be a different world from where you came from and a yeah. different system that is, is going to challenge you. You have to accept the challenge in order for you to become part of it. It's not how you expect it or how you, how you will think it will be. I would describe it as Dora, the cartoon. That's Dora the Explorer, the Nickelodeon show. The reason why I picked Dora is because in Dora, when she want to know something or when she want to find something, she gets to explore. She gets to go to places. And, and if she can't find the thing, she always asks for help. You know, ask questions. Can you, you know, can you see it? Like, especially that because that's more, that's more like the key when you're new in America and um, you ask questions. Well, the first thing's first, like, I'm, I'm a child as, as like a Middle Eastern, so I don't know if it's, it's probably going to be a different experience than a person from like a different country. But like as a Middle Eastern, 
you would always see like high school as a like a big place and you would always get bu- like people would always get bullied and stuff it's not like the movies in real life like no one just get, no one pushes other people into the lockers and stuff like that no one bullies kids it's, it's more chill than you would think it is it's really it's, it's kind of the same as like all schools across the world it's it's almost the same as schools in the middle east as Miriam said Expectations can play a big role in how newcomers view high school to start. But these expectations aren't always right. Was your high school in the U.S. what you expected? Well, I didn't because when we were back in Africa, they just told us that we were coming to America. You know, we are coming to America. I didn't think about school stuff. But the funny thing is before we come here... I got to watch a movie, high school movie, uh, high school treat students, you know, popularities, those kind of things, bullying. But then when I got here, it wasn't like that. Honestly, in minimal, I was not sure what I'll be expecting when I came here. Uh, I just knew that it's going to be another chapter in my journey. Beyond the social parts of high school, the teaching style can be different too. For Ikra, there was a big change in focus from memorization in her old school to concepts here in the U.S. There, that is different. In my country, you just need to remember the thing that you learn. In here, if you get the concept, you understand what teachers are saying, what is the meaning of that topic, then I think you will get what you have to learn. Overcoming challenges. As newcomers settle into DPS, they begin to take on a larger set of challenges. The first and most pressing of these is learning English. So I guess kind of still reflecting on your first couple of years in certain public school, what were what would you say were some of the biggest challenges over those first few years? Maybe um, what moments stand out to you? So for me personally, the biggest challenge was the language barrier. Because, like I said, I didn't know any English at all. Like the first first year, I didn't know any English. So it was basically more of sign language than it was speaking. And I don't mean like sign language. I mean like just like doing sign. Like if you, if I need to be, I would like, I would have to like do with my hands instead of telling the teacher because I didn't know English. I didn't, I didn't say a word for the first six months to anyone else if they didn't know Arabic, that I would store the information, and I didn't speak until I had everything stored. The challenge was, was of course, the language and the different culture I, I had to live in. When I came to this country, I did not know the difference between yes and no. Language is, is the main principle of high school. Can, uh, is this is the skill that you need to communicate? Is is the skill to prepare you for the classes that you're taking or you have to take in high school? So language and the resources that the school have for the student or for me in my case, it will it determined my experience in high school. It was a big aspect of my journey. Or my experience. 
first the most important key is speaking the language english because that's communication um and i didn't have it when i came in america i didn't know those primary language those primary communications words like hi hello i didn't know it what was that um and especially because i started to take esl classes and the teacher basic things in it and um when the funny thing is when the teacher asks a question well ask everyone a question in class you know participation you gotta raise your hand and answer but i knew the answer and i just couldn't say it i knew it but i just couldn't say it. it felt like a barrier in front of you you know it was hard for me to just like go through that barrier break that barrier for me for newcomers learning the language is the top priority from the beginning and a defining point of their first few years as they make their way in dps challenges with english can contribute to other difficulties too sometimes making it hard to understand important parts of the system and their high schools. This can have impacts on things as important as graduation and moving beyond high school. Here's Mustafa and Ikra. I think understanding the system is another challenge. I don't know if you know the system that I came from or the system that many of newcomers came from is a different system, it's a different world. The, when newcomers come to this country, the that's going to be the challenge for them. They have to learn it. They have to understand how the system works in order for you, in order for them to be part of it. The system is complicated. How are they going to be part of it? That's what challenged me. The language was a big aspect in order for me to understand the system. But again, even if I learned the language, I was also lacking the skill of the aspect of understanding the system. A good example, this is a memory from the first week of me attending the school system here. I, I remember that I regret coming to this country because of I, I did not understand the system. Uh, they gave me a schedule. I, will, I did not know how to read it. I did not know how, how does it work uh, back in my from the system that I came from is just in the class and the teacher will it will change however when I came here the students have to change the class to go to the another class they give me a schedule I just stood in the hallway the school hallway and school, uh, students go right and left and I did not know what to do I just I mean I remember I missed that period of class because I did not know where how to read it or how how to even go to it. That's that's a challenge that stuck in my memory, even to this day, after what, 10 years? Uh, when I came here, I don't understand like which, to- uh, which subject like English or math, what level they are. So that I'm confusing about like, how I know which level I am. If you don't have knowledge about like which level, then you cannot know. So I think when they first meet with a counselor or teacher, the, the counselor or teacher need to be tell them that your level is now these and you need to be complete these levels for graduation and these credits you need. So that will be helpful for them. How many meetings with counselors did you have? So on the first year, I have English barrier, so I cannot speak better. I was confused. So I think I didn't 
go first year, but in my senior year, then I will be get like 50% of meetings. Yeah. I go to her and um, I ask the question about like, what is scholarship coming? What the new phase was coming? Despite these challenges, our interviewees worked hard to make progress. They learned English and asked questions to understand the system. Much of the process was about having the right attitudes, including patience and often courage to learn, and having a network of supportive teachers and mentors too. Of course, ESL teachers played a big part. What were the things that helped you feel more comfortable and um, find your way in Durham Public Schools? Okay, so um, I think my ESL teacher, uh, she really helped me a lot. She helped me to figure out what class is going to help me, how much I need credit for it for the graduation. I think ESL teacher really helped me. And also, uh, I have one friend in, uh, in DPS. She's already in there like before. So that's, uh, she also helped me in that. And I think you can go to the counselor more than me. So it was kind of those, those few people um, who you had around you that over time you picked up information and tips from them and then figured it out? Yeah. So the people around me, they teach me. I think more teachers. They help me to figure out, I go to them individually and they help me to figure out what's going on, what's going to be next. So I go to them individually and get them, get my time to them. My teacher told me like, if you have a question, you can before a class or after class or maybe in the middle if we have a break or something. So then I start asking questions. I think asking questions will help a lot. Were they helping everyone in that same way or were you special? I think they, they do to all. If someone asks for the help, they help. If someone not, how are they going to help that? So I think people need to be speak up. Students need to be speak up. We need help. So then they will help. First year, it was difficult. Like uh, when I try, I say, I say to my teacher, I cannot really pronounce really well. But she says, okay, you can ask whatever you want. We can understand like maybe slowly, slowly. But they understand. I think maybe I was wrong or right, but they understand. I think you need to be get get to them. They will understand you. They know you come from another country. So they really understand your feelings. Or maybe if you uh, shy to ask in front of class, you can ask them alone. So ESL, I, I took them. I took them in middle school. And I took, I took in my first two years, I took ESL classes in high school. Were they helpful? Honestly, man. I think the ESL classes in general, I was, they were the only classes that I was looking forward to attend. But it's not really about the resources they had, but the teacher that I truly admire uh, back in middle school and even high school, there's two teachers that I truly respect. They, that they really helped me. Even if I remember one, one time in, when I was in class, in the beginning, the beginning when I attended school here, they did not have too many resources. I was the only student that was speaking Arabic. There is no other student in, in the school that spoke the same language, so they did not have that many resources. But the only resource that I had is the teacher, and she really helped me to go forward. Did you take any ESL classes? I did, yeah. So, um, I guess when it's like a, at a younger age, you might not notice that it's helpful enough. But like me now looking back at it, I think it was 
bit helpful. Like that was, but it kind of, it makes me feel like I was not part of like everyone else because I had to take a different English class or I had to take an easier class than the rest of my friends. So uh, like I remember in my elementary school here, they would always like, instead of having English with everyone else, it would tell me to go like to a different class with a different teacher and take the English there because it would be easier. And like, you know, the ESL level is always easier than the actual school level that everyone takes. So you might, it might make, make you feel dumber a bit, but it's really not your fault because you speak a different language. Fitting in. Even after a newcomer masters English and adapts to a new high school, they could still not feel like they fully belong or fit in at DPS. There's still the accent, the system that doesn't feel natural or intuitive, and more. Did you fit in at your high school? Ah, uh, well, I won't say 100%. I won't say that I didn't fit in 100% my senior year. That's normal. That's something that you should actually expect. There won't be 100% people out there that will love your accent, that will, you know, there'll always be students that will laugh at you, at your accent, you know, especially as a freshman, they'll always bully you, basically. But after that, after I learned about how proud I should be, I actually fit in. Do you think that your accent was stopping you talking to other people, making friends? That's a good question, actually. Um, at the beginning, there's, there's some common problems that every everybody will think when you come in America, you know. You will think your accent is something wrong. I should change my accent. That's You should be proud of your accent. Your accent is, like, you know, who you are. And I learn with my accent. That was one thing that was in my goal, not to lose my accent. I tried to manage learning with my accent. I didn't try to forget my accent. For example, your name is Emmanuel. You know, I have an accent, but I said it right, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but people think if you have an accent, it's basically not knowing English. That's not the thing. It's more like walking to school with your backpack. You know, that's the reason why you're there. You got to go fit, you know, your backpack. You don't. You can't just leave your backpack at home and go to school without it. Do you think that being from another country made your high school experience here any different? So, um, if you could, the earlier to me, like the earlier you come here, the faster you would get the points, basically. So if you come here in middle school, by the time you get into high school, you're, you already know the system, you know what you're doing and stuff like that. But if you come like, from your country, you're into the States as a high schooler, you might be a bit confused, especially because high school is more about getting ready for college, applying for college, getting your grades up, your credits, like receiving all your credits, having a good GPA, um, taking ACT and SATs. Like, those really impact your ability to go to, to go to college. So it's definitely more harder for people to just come straight from your country to here in high school. While there are these challenges in fitting in, Ikra and Miriam managed to find a few communities in their high schools where they feel they belong. Uh, what type of communities did you find at EPS like that you felt most comfortable in? Were there any particular communities? So I found in Citizenship Lab, 
and I also find them like in ESL night, family night, festival, international festival. In Jordan, we have international festival. There are people come there from different cultures. On ESL night, um, from for like ESL students, their parents came. They talk about their results, their participation. So then you can meet, you can introduce your parent to your friend parent. So that's really good. Your parents can also make friends. And for the international festival, I think that's the fun part. I think when I was there, because you can uh, represent your culture, you can present through food, dance, singing. So in the international festival night, we just need to wear your culture clothes and go around, talk to each other, told about your culture, how your country, how was your culture went to. And I think all people like to learn about the cultures and also food. I eat food from, um, how to say, Palestine. That was so tasty. What, what was more powerful for you, um, getting to share your own culture or hearing about other people's culture? I think both are very good. Because when I present my culture, people was interesting to know. And someone else, if someone else present me, I was to find new things. I have more questions than them. I think if you meet on that night, you will remind everyone. And so after that, you can find each other. You can talk to them. I think after that, I also have friends. I found in that night and and I spent all my senior year with them. Like the best community, I guess, about high school for me is theater. Because they don't care where you come from. They're not, like, they, they welcome anyone and everyone if you're interested in theater if you're interested in just being part of a good program or like something bigger than yourself then they would always welcome you you can be yourself when you're in that program you don't have to pretend to be someone else to fit in you don't have to do like specific stuff to fit in you could just be yourself how would you advise somebody who wants to find a community in high school that they can feel like they're a part of um, I would say, like, talk to the teacher, talk to your friends, see if they know anyone that has been part of, like, ask people, see what their opinion about it is. Um, if you don't have anyone, I would take you for a couple, I wouldn't say days, I would say, like, a year or something, and if you didn't like it, you could just change, like, switch out of it the next year. Another important piece of fitting in goes beyond the school's walls. Newcomers often need to balance the culture that surrounds them at school with their family's culture at home. Here's Lila asking Safi. Are there certain trade-offs you make between, you know, the life that you live at home and the life that you live at school? Or like, what's different about the environment at school and about the environment in your house? It's more like that you're changing your mode. Like, when you are at school, you know the language should be English, nothing else. You have to try to speak English. Don't try to mention anything about your first language. But the language at, at home is speaking, talking, especially talking to your family members. You get to talk to other languages than English. When you know you are at home, especially if you have a mother that never went to high school here in America, you know English is not the first, you know, which is the good thing is that you should actually try to speak English more at home. And when you speak English more at home, 
you make it actually you're helping other members that you know didn't go to high school too you get to show them words um sounds like when my mom asked me a question in her language in our first language if you respond in english it's more like being disrespectful and she's like are you trying to say that i can't speak english and then i'll push her to speak english to you now you know so it was more like a balance and I got to, you know, balance myself between the two sides, home and school. Do you feel like your your home culture, like the, the Middle Eastern culture that you were born in and grew up a little bit in, um, conflicts at all with the culture of DPS? So, I mean, if you're if you're proud, and you should be proud of your culture, no matter what. And if it conflicts, then you wouldn't just give one up for the other one. You can't just leave your culture behind just to fit into the DPS culture. You could do both. I'm 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 proud of my culture, and I still do everything here as I as if I was living there. So I wouldn't say it conflicts with DPS at all, because DPS is just not one. It's not one culture. It's different cultures and DPS. Like me personally, I still have 100% my culture. My family tries. And I know families here to try to keep their kids up to the culture and teach it to them. So, like, at home, my mom always cooks Iraqi or Middle Eastern food for us. We speak Arabic at home. We don't, not even a single word of English. So we keep everything that we came with. So everything that we learned in, in the Middle East or back home, we still have it to this day, and we keep it going. Making the system better. With more than a decade of experience in DPS combined, Mustafa, Safi, Ikra, and Mariam know what worked well for them and what didn't. Here's their thoughts on what could improve the newcomer experience. What do you wish had been different about your experience in DPS? From my experience, it's really a system just coming into it, spend four years, and go and move on. And I have experienced this at the end of my, my, the end, after I left Durham Public Schools, I really realized that I, I really had the full picture of how the system culture was when I was there. I really did not, I was not prepared for what, what's next. I had to catch up. I had to spend a lot of time, spend a year of my life just to catch up for what I, I, I should learn or should were prepared in the system, but I had I, I had to re, redo everything and just catch up. If you could make any change at DPS, what would it be? I don't think it's exactly a change, but I think it's, it's more of a point of view uh, that we all should consider, to me or you or anyone who is who's dealing with this matter. I think that the DPS or anyone can view refugees' kids as a challenge or a problem that we need to solve or control. However, I think I think this is a wrong mindset. Uh, believe it or not, those kids, those same kids, will soon grow up and be part of this great nation. They, I don't, I don't think it's the right approach as as a problem or challenge, because they're not a problem or they're not a challenge that we need to solve. Just, right. They are the future of this nation. So we just want to think about how can we make a better experience because we, we're not helping them. We are investing. Okay, I think I have an answer. I would make 
GPS for like broad on languages and not just like two languages because mainly there's only two languages which is English and Spanish but if they had more like translators or translated stuff I think it would have helped it would help a lot of people in different languages because so far, like, when you get info, even, like, when you get calls from DPS and stuff, it's only in English and Spanish. But if they could send out, like, those calls in different languages, it would definitely help other people. Because not a lot, not all people know Spanish. And if you're new to the U.S., probably your English isn't as strong as others. So if they would have, like, more, let's say, Arabic speakers to translate the message that they're trying to get to everyone. Or if they had more, um... I don't know, Swahili speakers, that would definitely help other people out and would get, like, what they're trying to say to them. Is there anywhere that you wish you'd had more support from your school? Uh, I think counselor. Uh, counselor need to be given more support because um, I didn't know about uh, financial aid and college stuff. Because they post the meeting that we have a meeting. You need to become there. But I know some students never show up like me because we are confused to come and we are shy to talk. That's why I think uh, they need to be uh, called them student individually so they can understand more better. I would say if they have those temporary mentors, you know, that can actually come at your house and help you more, both, you know, how to make yourself, like, have to know more about the school that you're going to, the society that you are trying to enter into, you know, and, and, like, teach you more. I didn't have that chance. You have to know which society you are entering in, you know. That I didn't have in my head, you know. If it would have been better if they had, you know, have a mentor, giving those mentors, temporary mentors, um, to students that are new in America, you know, like, because I, I believe they'll have that program. It will be available because there's a lot of college students, you know, get to, they have to practice more, you know. So if the those temporary students get to go and be mentors, work at um, Durham Public Schools, it will be better to help those new students to make themselves learn a lot about the society that they're about to live in. I didn't have that. In general, like a person should take ESL just to know the basics, but it shouldn't last like three, four years. It should last like a year or like a year and a half because the more that the person gets gets involved with like actual English or like actual classes, they would learn faster. Like when I came here, since there were no Arabs and my school didn't have that much Arab people in it, or not at all, actually, they had none. I was forced to learn English, and that way I learned it. And it wasn't 100% perfect, but I could at least form a sentence after, like, a couple weeks. And I started, like, fully talking after six months. So I think, like, for the students to learn faster and improve their skills, they should get more involved with, the rest, with the, everyone else so they can learn and that's how you basically learn. You don't learn by like taking classes. You learn by experiencing it. Do you think the ESL program does a good job of getting you on that path? Or do you have to, is it more on the student to kind of work and get to that point? 
Actually, like ASL is more determined on your on tests than it is on like other things. Because I remember, like I couldn't I couldn't pass ESL because I kept on not like I I didn't get the score that they wanted me to get in order for me to take regular classes. And I think it always determines on on the test that they give you, and that shouldn't be the case because what if you can't you don't do well on tests? Because I know I know for a fact some people can't take tests. Like they're sworn and everything, but once you get a test, the anxiety gets to you, all your nerves get to you, so you don't really do that well on the test. But like the class itself, I think it it kind of helps you to get on that path. But again, it also depends on the teacher and the student. If they want to pass, they would have to work hard. Would you like to see more events that connected the community of people who have come from other countries and the community of people who are born and raised in America? Well, I think both need to be mixed up. Like, I don't want to be a separate, like, some people from other country or some from here. Um, I want to see events like all people need to be mixed up so that we can learn more and they can understand more about other culture. So, on you know, on media, then on um, news, people told everything, but that is not true. So that's why I think everyone need, everyone need to be mixed up and then they can learn true. Finding Success in DPS The ultimate goal of our newcomers was to find success in DPS. Their varying experiences led to different feelings of success, and some situations were harder to overcome than others. Would you say you were successful in DPS? Yes, I was. I was, actually. Um, This is not showing off. I tried my best to always get my straight A's. And especially junior year and senior year, I was an honor student. Like I took honor classes and I was, I would say I actually made my mom proud and she's still proud of me because freshman year to at the beginning of senior year, they never called my family. They never, you know, I never done anything, no teacher snitch. I never done anything because that was what it was in my head. I'm going to school to learn. I never did. I never said, that, oh, my God, I just can't wait to graduate. No, I kept on going and going forward. I never put in, I never put in my head that I'm just doing this because my mom is making me do it. No, I'm doing it for myself. I will, I will say when I was in the system, I... I struggled in the system. I just, I, I left it was not, I, I was not prepared. Uh, I'll be honest with you and be honest to anyone who's hearing this. Uh, I was not prepared. When I left it, I, I had to redo it. I had, there's many things that I, I regret. I did not learn or I did not get presented to when I was in high school. I had to find a w- another way to just help me catch up. But not exactly I said success or not success, but it's, it's how you identify success. But I think success is, is based on my experience. Basically, what the language. The language was, I, what, I spent, what, four years in high school, two years before high school. I just did not master that language. Like, I imagine six years or even four years. I even did not catch up, so I, I had to really 
put more time, more energy in order for me to, to just get close to mastering that skill. But I just remember the first two years when I came in, uh, the, even the teacher told me that there's no resources for your language. So, okay, how do you expect me to learn this language if I, if I, ha I don't have a foundation to start, okay? Two years pass, and now I'm in high school. I don't have that foundation, and they they expect me to be in the same level as the high school. So I had to fight through the system in order for me to be at the same level. And there's other other skills uh, beside the language, just just other skills, essential skills, just a system after high school or graduating, the process of graduating. I had to experience it in order for me to understand. I just I took the ACT. Is a, is a essential test. I did not know about it. I took the test without even realizing that this test will determine my future after after this stage of my life. There was no good communication between me and the school or the system. That I I really reg regret. And if I go back, I will advise the person to really put time into it and just learn the system. When I feel successful is the award night for the seniors when I got certificate about participation and doing better. Yeah, I feel really excited. And uh, they also uh, told every student, like she came last year, she spent just two years and she got this award. I think I am successful because of my ESL teacher and other teachers too. As we've heard, Though the newcomers have unique experiences, they share some common perspectives. All of our interviewees relied on a support network of a few individual teachers and mentors to make it through to graduation. They also think there needs to be more multi-language support and translation and improved guidance for newcomers. And, despite the challenges they faced, they continue to look forward and make progress on language, education, and finding their way in Durham. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Citizenship Lab podcast. The CitLab podcast is a production of the Citizenship Lab at the Canaan Institute for Ethics at Duke University. Find out more at sites.duke.edu slash citizenshiplab and at dukeethics.org. This episode was produced by me, John Benhart. The CitLab podcast team includes Andrew Carlins, Michaela Reinhardt, Noah McThenia, Bill Tobin, Emmanuel Nigabichi, Myla Jimenez, Mariam Mosakafi, Ikra Basri, Jamima Mushwati, Alex Johnson, Mariam Khan, Elaine Thomas, Mazen Abdullah, Ryan Hastings, and Siba Al Musa. This episode's songs were Hot Shot by Scott Holmes, The Ally by Akib Shakedown, and Stage One, Level 24 by Mon Placier. Special thanks to Pablo Friedman and all of our interviewees, and we'll see you next time.